Hello, and thank you so much for joining Working the Dash with TK Podcast once again. We are here very, very excited, and today I am bringing a special guest, and she is going to bless us with um, a very, very exciting topic regarding the family dynamic and how it contributes to trauma, such as mental and physical abuse, and how it creates an environment that affects comfortability. So this is a very um, important topic, not just exciting, but I want to welcome to the podcast today, Ariel Woods. Hello, Ariel. Hey, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for joining us. Give us a little bit of background about yourself. Okay, so I am a 28-year-old woman, and I um, have gone through quite a few things in my personal life and on my journey in trying to seek some type of solace from like family issues and things of that nature, I've been trying to find a way to um, help others as right, well. Right. So I get a lot of um, questions about like where where you should go to seek like counseling or things of that nature and where to even start. So um, my mission is to kind of just help women or men and to overcome things that they've gone through. Because trauma, we know, is not regulated by gender based no, at all. No, absolutely not. And for some reason, I think men um, think that just because they've gone through something that they don't have to talk about it. Wow. But it actually, it's the direct opposite. If if, if women are eating, we can talk about things. We'll, we'll talk about it ourselves all day long. <laughs> right, right, right. But like for men, I think they get so caught up in the idea that they have to be strong and have to appear strong that they, they see speaking out loud about things that they went through as a weakness. Wow. And that's not the case. Okay. Um, so I, and originally when I first started out, I wanted to kind of focus more towards men because that's where I've seen um, the pain more so than wow. anything. Okay. But, um, now I realize that it needs to be an open platform for healing among all, whether you young, old, rich, poor. I mean, it, it trauma, family trauma, family dynamics affect everyone. Wow. Even when you don't even know that you're being affected, it does. Wow. So just give us um, a little bit of background about yourself. Um, if you are, if you're, if you're willing to share um, just a little bit about your childhood and, and where you are presently in life. So um, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, originally, um, I, I was grew up in a neighborhood called Orange Mound. It was the first black historical neighborhood in Memphis. Wow, okay. Um, when, of course, by the time I got older, um, it was not like that. It was more prone to poverty um, and drug abuse and things of that nature. So wow. I witnessed a lot of that. Um, in my own home, um, my mom was a single mother. Um, my father um, went to jail when I was like two. And he wasn't released until I was, like, 15. And so that was Mm. a dynamic in itself. And then later on in life, I learned why he was locked up and what all that meant. And basically, um, just to be blunt Mm -hmm. um, or just to be honest and transparent with you, um, my mom was raped by my father while he was on drugs. Wow. And so um, I didn't really understand it because I was young. I didn't know what was going on. And people never told me until I got older. Right. And my mom actually wasn't the person that told me. And then so um, in the midst of that, um, while my father was locked up, my mom was going to nursing school and she put herself through nursing school and did everything she needed to do. And so we stayed with my grandmother a lot of the time. Wow. Okay. And so that's another issue that I always... Um, 
I guess like to speak about so people can understand just because you have someone who is loving and concerning um, towards you um, does not mean that they are in a good space to take care of you. Wow, that's a very, very good point to mm -hmm. state that just because it, it could have been your mother and she loves you mm -hmm. and, you know, very much wants to take care of you because obviously she's your child, um, mm -hmm. you're her child. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, if you're not in a mental or physical state to take care of someone, it's still unhealthy and it's still a very unstable exactly. and traumatic environment. Mm -hmm. And then you don't understand why they, like, for me, my mom was very angry. Mm -hmm. And for me, I saw it as um, that's just who she was. <laughs> but when I got older and started realizing the things that she went to, went through on a day-to-day -day basis, I realized her anger was just misplaced pain. Things wow, that she went wow. through, you know what I mean? Like things that she never got a chance to express really or explain. Express. And then by the time I got to be an adult and I realized, oh wait, you also have the same anger issue. Maybe wow. you should try and figure out where it's coming from, the root of it, and not just, oh, this person's making me angry today. You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah, it, it, it. That's so interesting because I always say that angry young people, if they do not deal with that anger, they only grow up to be angrier adults. Absolutely. And so, if you never deal with the root of your anger and you don't know where it's stemming from, and for the most part, as a child, you really don't even know that that level of communication is anger. Exactly. You're just communicating in the way you've been communicated with mm -hmm. and you're only um, you know giving back or, or giving off what you've been given exactly so sometimes you don't even you don't even see it as anger you only see it as what you have always been accustomed Talk, yeah. to mm -hmm. so if you've been talked down to if you've been mm -hmm. you don't really see that as oh she's an angry person exactly you say oh well I guess that's how I'm supposed to treat the mm -hmm. rest of the world mm -hmm. so that is very um you know in and of itself very interesting and so while we are uh, going that what you've already laid out for us is is already um enough in itself mm -hmm. because it just really talks to the pain of anger exactly and and that's you know good thing that you recognize that because mm -hmm. there are a lot of uh young women such as yourself especially in the african-american community that do you know they always say why is she so angry exactly. you know <laughs> it's displaced pain mm -hmm. in so many uh levels and they've never learned the root of that pain therefore it comes off as anger and it really is anger it's it deep-seated anger exactly. that we've never dealt with so what we're going to do is um jump right into just some questions because we really want to um we want to grow beyond family trauma. And like you said, for men and women. I want mm -hmm. you to say men and women. I yes, want you to say yes, it. Yes, men for men and women. Let's get this men, understood. Yes, let's get this understood. Please. Because anytime we talk about uh, anger issues and trauma, mm -hmm. you know, the mind automatically, especially when women are speaking exactly. about it, the mind automatically goes to, oh, it's a, it's a, a women's movement. Trait. Yes, right, it's a right. feminine trait. No. All black women are angry. You know, no, like, it's no. not that. Black men also deal with and, it as well. And men in general. And I think another thing, too, in terms of men is that men don't realize what it is. Like, for women, wow. we can feel it and we can live in it. But for men, I think that they have pushed it away so much or have kind of put a shield up so much that they don't even recognize right. it is pain. They just think that, you know, 
it's something, but they don't know. What, they don't even know how to address, address it, it or wow. even where to start. So, so you know, it's important to have conversation. Yeah, exactly. So I want to know what do you do when when trauma knocks you silent? When you're saying that it's not spoken about in the community, it's not spoken about in the home. So what happens when trauma knocks you silent? What do you do? I think. First of all, you have to understand what that looks like. So when we speak of trauma, we're talking about things such as if you watch someone in your home physically abuse someone, if you watched in your home someone verbally abuse them, if you have even been a victim of any of those scenarios, um, you have to understand that even in the moment that's happening or you're watching it, you're silent. So wow. you're not even, you, you don't have a voice at that moment because mm -hmm. that person has taken control of your voice. Wow. And so once you get to a point where you're older and you realize that you've given someone else that power over you, mm -hmm. then you have to go back and find like in your heart, why did you allow that to happen? Or And sometimes it's not you, it is them. But you also have to forgive yourself because so much of, so many, so many times, we think just because somebody is abusing us, we're the problem. Wow. And then when your voice is silent, you feel guilty. Exactly. After so many years of not saying something or feeling like you just did not have the control. Exactly. Or even in that moment, like you're saying, it's so powerful. Or you like, wish you could have done something Yeah, different. at that time. At that moment. But and, you're silent. And, and you can't. And, and, wow. and we have to get to a place where, where we're okay with that moment in which we were silent. Because now when you have children or when you're trying to help somebody else overcome what they've gone through, you have to understand, like, I'm no longer being silent about it. I now have a voice and you have wow. a voice to help other people. Just for me, um, I feel that same type of way. Like the things that I've gone through or things that I've seen, I didn't allow it to just in that moment I was silent. But now I no longer can be. You know now, what I mean? Yes. So, so that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that we're actually discussing this. And hopefully for the listening audience, you are taking in uh, different methods and different ways to help others. But first and foremost, one key thing you said, there's one key ingredient to this first and foremost is forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. The forgiveness of oneself saying that although in that moment you couldn't really speak out or speak up that it's not your fault that mm -hmm. you couldn't speak out mm -hmm. it's not your fault that you were silent but right now you have to grow past mm -hmm. that trauma you have yes. to grow past the pain yes yes and and growing that's not an easy thing that comes with a lot True. of pain you can't you can't expect just because you forgive some somebody or something or even yourself that you're over it it takes wow. practice, it takes work, it takes consistency. So it's easier said it's, than done? Of course, <laughs> most definitely. But I think it's a thing of, every, you have to be intentional about everything that you do. And especially when you're trying to grow past something that had such a toll on you. You know wow. what I mean? You have to be very intentional how you speak to people mm. and how you speak to yourself and how you listen to other people because it's not always about you. Even though you're hurt and you're in that space, you have to listen to other people because how do you know your healing doesn't come from someone else? Wow. So yes. it, 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 it so really... you got to bring down a wall and a yes. barrier. You have to yes. almost you make yourself, force yourself to trust mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. um, even when you don't want to trust people. Exactly. Well, that's important. And also having discernment is very important. Oh, yes. To okay. know... Come on, talk about that. Because... To speak to... Sometimes we don't know. We just start talking and that's why we get hurt. Exactly. And so we do have to be mindful because we're giving signs about people. 
And it's not a thing of sometimes we overlook it because we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. But I think the most important part of it is if you your gut is going to always tell you the truth about people. So follow your gut. Even if it's your family member. <laughs> okay. Somebody now. you stay with. <laughs> you just have to be mindful of who you surround yourself with. That's very important. And that's important in your healing process from whatever you've gone through in your past. Wow. So, um, Ariel, give us some um, important signs when dealing with family dysfunction. What are some of the signs when you're, you're dealing with uh, dysfunctional family units? I can, I'll, I'll speak from my own experience. Okay. So that way you'll have clear examples. Um, for me, um, growing up, like I told you, my mom was going through whatever she was going through with my father. Um, I noticed at a young age that my mom was angry. And so then when we were living with my grandmother, um, I watched how my grandmother was so loving and caring, but she did not have any type of emotional attachment to my grandfather. Did not understand that. There would be days my grandfather would be gone for days and it was a normal thing and she never reacted to it. And so you think that's normal, (laughs) but in actuality, no, that is hurt. That wow. is pain. And you you think that, oh, she's doing this out of love and concern. Of course, she loves you and she's concerned about you. But she's also giving herself so much to other people because she's not feeling it from the other unit, for the, from the other person wow. that she's married to. You know what I mean? And so I, even, even in that same scenario, my uncle, who was supposed to be, um, he had, so in the black community, we call it a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say that. I just think that sometimes, again, it's misplaced anger. And so he lived with my grandmother and us, and he would verbally talk crazy to my grandmother. Wow, wow, wow. All this is going on. Like, you know, you don't, you think of these things and you think, oh, this is just my uncle, that's just my grandma, this is my grandfather. They and love that's just me. my mother. And, it, and, and that's we're just, just all it. trying to get along here. But when you start to open your eyes and see the signs that it's not okay. For someone to talk abusively to you it's not wow. okay for someone to slam doors and you know <laughs> like that's storm. not normal that's, behavior that's, that's not that normal. abnormal behavior. you know what i mean but but you know you can be in a family dynamic and you dealing with this every day and it becomes normal to you absolutely because your psyche is trying to trick you to think that oh this person loves me so they they get to do this and this you is know? how you equate love so when real love comes along you don't even really know how you to identify it you don't even it. recognize it at all Wow. And so then how do you love yourself? By looking at how you've been treated or how you've watched somebody else be loved. How can you love it? Answer the question, look. <laughs> no, look, I'm like, I'm still learning that. Right, right, right. I, and, and see, I'm, I'm, like I told you, I'm 28. So mm-hmm. there are still things that I don't know. Right. There are still, there are right, still places right. I haven't gone mentally in mm. terms of tapping and dealing with the things that I've been through. But it's also like, I know that journey for me is geared towards, if if I'm going to help me, I have to help other people too in the process. Right. So that's just what it is. You Some signs are obvious, some are not, but you have to be mindful enough or even care enough to see when someone is in pain. That means that you got to go beyond your own thinking. Your own self, even mm-hmm. though you're actually inside of dysfunction, exactly. you know, mentally, like you mm-hmm. said, you're still growing past that. So that kind of segues into our next question. Why is it important for younger generations to understand the impact of family trauma? Because the biggest thing for me is that I don't want, I have a niece and nephew. Mm-hmm. They go, they're going to go through things. 
but I don't want them to deal with things the way I went through things. And so okay. the 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 goal is for every generation to get better, be better than the next. Right. So you shouldn't be holding on to what your grandma was dealing with. Or your wow. your, your mom is That's a with. deep statement. You're gonna go through things your own on your own. So why add on to that? That whole that baggage. Right. From from every other generation. But the thing the thing is is that you have to understand like what you ask questions. Yes. Even if even if your parents or whoever it is that you've watched gone through things and feel like it's affected you, ask questions. Even if they don't give you clear answers, at least you know that you you've opened that can. Right. So that right. It, it does not have the power to control you. And it doesn't build up. It does exactly. It doesn't build up. You've at least got them thinking, thinking about it. Like I need to answer that question. So at some point they're gonna right. it'll it'll release it'll it'll become a release for them. But you have to, and that's what I did. I asked my grandma questions up until she died. Wow. So yes. do you feel like that's the way to eliminate the the generational curse of family dysfunction? Or is there something else that's that kind of does that? Okay. That's the, you you gotta have God, number one. Right. Let, let, let's let's bring the spiritual aspect of it. Okay. Um in order for you to get past family trauma or things that you experienced in your own family or even outside of your family just growing up, you have to have some sense or connection with God. Yes. There is no way you can navigate this life without having some type of guidance from God um, or, or just, you know, or just seeking some type of peace or solace, even if you're praying, whatever the case is. And he'll he'll show you where you need to be, and he'll show you how to unveil those things that you've gone through, and how to stop generational curses. Because you have to be strong enough in in whatever it is you're going through, not to carry that on, or or feed that into the next pile of people that you meet. Wow, you see what I'm saying? Yes. It's just it's not it is it is divine order that we find a way to eliminate some of the things that we've gone through. But we first have to deal with the things that we've been through. Wow. We can't, we that's, can't think that's that good. That's we're good. just, even if you recognize it and don't do anything about it, what good is that for the next person or the next generation of people? Well, Ariel, I am so excited that you have joined Working the Dash mm-hmm. with TK. And this has been a very impactful um, I don't even know that I, I started out calling it exciting, but uh, it's actually been more impactful um, than anything because it does impact us as a generation. Mm-hmm. It impacts us as um, a community of people. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I would like to say to the listening audience is that Ariel Woods has given us some great information. So if you're just now tuning in or if you're um, just coming inside of the podcast, I would just suggest that you go back to the very beginning because she came right out of the blocks. No. Uh, telling us um, how to deal with family dysfunction and family trauma and some of her own personal testimonial about how she has overcome and still overcoming and still growing past the pain. The last thing I want to just ask is how does one heal and grow past that family trauma if they don't have family support? That is a great question, TK. I think, um, honestly, it's all about your community of people so yeah you have to do the work but mm-hmm. it's also about like i told you before you surrounding yourself around people if you so don't that have may or may not be your family exactly okay. that may or may okay. not be your family but you'll know and it goes back to that whole discernment thing you have yes. to be cognizant of 
who you're speaking to. You have to be mindful of who you're allowing in your circle, in your space. If their energy does not feel right, nine times out of ten, it's not. And so you're just really saying it's not gas. Trust your gut. Like, Trust just, your gut. It's not Trust like your gut. <laughs> because your gut is not going to steer you wrong because a part of that is God. Absolutely, it's, if, if it's you the have conscious faith, of it all. Yes. yes, yes. If you have faith, if you if you know him well enough, he's going to tell you. Now, you have to listen to that. In in other areas outside of where you say you're from, Memphis, Tennessee, in mm-hmm. other areas around the country, in other states, are there help groups? Are there support groups? Um, even in the city of Memphis, Tennessee, where you are located, um, are there um agencies or places that people can go if they're really saying I don't have the support system but can I connect with other um, entities um, a lot of here in Memphis I know for sure there are a lot of churches that offer counseling okay and I, I and honestly I will start there because Great. even if you go to a counseling session and you're not able to get what you need, they can also direct so you. So you are saying counseling is a good thing. I Counseling is a great thing, guys. <laughs> Come on, you say it loud, right? girl. Counseling is an amazing thing. <laughs> I need y'all to understand that. It's because it's you have to speak things out. You cannot, you can no longer, if you're trying to be successful in whatever it is you're trying to do, in order to get over things, you have to release that stuff. Wow. And that does not happen by holding it in. You have to talk about it. Now, what about journaling? What about journaling? <laughs> Look, let me tell you. Here's the thing. Y'all, she almost jumped out you of the need, chair. You need, you need a journal. You need some God and a Bible. <laughs> you also need some speaking. You need okay. to speak it out. Let people hear you out. Even if you talking to the mirror. Come on now. Okay. Sometimes you just have to like speak it out, release it so that that energy is not consumed inside of you all day, every day. Right. You got to get it out. Um, those are my, my key things. If you can journal, um, even if you record yourself. Okay. Okay. And sometimes hearing yourself talk back things that you've gone through it helps you release that okay Um, even if you and and i'm just gonna say this even if it brings about an emotional attachment with tears mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and really really anger like if you are speaking to yourself in the mirror and you're recalling something that really really truly hurt you and you're so mad at that point you could punch the mirror and you may pick up a bat and hit it and glasses all over the place do you say that that's a good release I would say it's a good release. I also say, um, if you rent an apartment, don't, do that. <laughs> don't be playing with your life like that. Because if you ain't got renters insurance, you got to pay for that. Oh, God, so be very hilarious. mindful of what you're doing to take out your first. Go boxing. Um, <laughs> okay, come on. Give us some classes. Um, yoga is great. Meditation okay. is amazing. Okay, okay. Um, so I, basically, you're suggesting activity. Not to take my advice to break any mirrors, but no, just. No, let's not break any mirrors. Okay, we won't break any mirrors. We will go yoga. We, okay. Okay, I don't even know if that's we would, a word. We would, no, yoga, we, I yoga-ing. Got we would yoga. We okay. Practice some yoga. Okay. Meditation is wonderful. Okay, okay. Um, I myself, I listen to um, a podcast or, or on Pandora. They have different meditational um, okay, stations. Just And working the Dash with TK is a podcast, but certainly, like she just said, I'm very open to you saying exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Let's find a podcast mm-hmm. that you can even listen to that suits that particular need yes. at that time because somebody else is equally going through. You are not alone. That's really Absolutely. all you're saying is that mm-hmm. 
podcasts were created for platforms for people just to talk and get it out. And so perhaps there's somebody out there that you can even connect with that podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. you just brought me a great um, idea where um, when we do speak about these things later on down the line, perhaps I can have other podcasts that are available that definitely direct share you to right. and share that mm-hmm. um as for now we're going to listen to work in the dash absolutely <laughs> we're not taking anything away from it no. this is awesome and, and, and but i'm glad that you just brought that up because there are other um platforms out there that definitely share that space and probably way more than what um, we we can mm-hmm, share it, mm-hmm. but that's really good because when you're out in the park, you may have to take a walk and you may have to listen to some of that and mm-hmm. and really deal with those issues. If you don't have that that heavy family support system, right. you may have to rely on a podcast mm-hmm. or a yoga group or um, or going boxing or yes. you know going to counseling There's and just really just so many other things to there, do. Look, there are so many outlets. You just have to take the time to appreciate yourself and value yourself enough to know that you can no longer live in a space that is unhealthy. Wow. Say that one more time. You can no longer live in a place that's unhealthy. There are so many outlets. It's too many. If you want more out of life, you have to find a way to get over things that you've gone through. Ariel, I want to thank you so much. I want to take this time just to tell you thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, out of your working day to come and help us Um, understand family trauma just a little bit more and also give us some great insight Mm -hmm. on how we can deal with the dysfunction of families and how we can overcome trauma because you are a beautiful 28 year old young woman and you're um, making waves uh, in your own personal life and doing your own thing Uh, obviously you have re-speaks and Mm -hmm. um, you know there's some things that are coming down the pipeline yes (laughs) I'll reserve yeah I'll reserve that uh, for when it when it hits and so um, I just I want to congratulate you for being so open with your story and helping uh, someone someone is going to be helped by what you shared and so I just want to thank you and appreciate you for your transparency and your forward honesty because that's what it takes to to heal that's just what it takes that's just it so thank you so much listening audience listening community you are tuned in to working the dash with tk this is a podcast that is just for you remember share the podcast give us some of your feedback and listen you have been tuned in to working the dash with tk with tk carter and ariel woods thank you so much for listening we'll be back soon